911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. In today's episode, I thought we could talk a little bit about the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine. I think this is something that's very important that we all need to further educate ourselves on before we ever think about inducing this into our bodies. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. I want to preface this by saying this is my personal opinion. One of the greatest privileges is living in this free country to where we are all privy to be able to make our own choice. Despite the federal government believing that they will one day make this vaccine mandatory for us to get into things like sporting events, concerts, flying on an airplane. I do believe that it is important now more than ever for us to understand that as an American, we have the freedom to choose. If we're going to go from the leftist stance, it's my body, my choice, right? I don't know if anybody else during 2020 has decided to discover something new to be able to spend their time doing. Now I meditate I do a lot of deep breathing exercises. I do a lot of things that help to calm me down. I think it's important for our physiology for us to make sure that we do as much as we can to calm our nerves. There are incredible studies, many of them, that say that the more stressed out we are, the less likely we are to live a long life. And one thing that I've started doing is actually drip pouring with acrylic paints. I never expected to be as into this project, this hobby, as I am. Now, a simple search of a YouTube video on acrylic pouring will show you an abundance of different videos. However, I found that it is such a creative outlet, a way for me to express myself visually and to allow me to be free of my thoughts. I turn on some music and I just go to town on these acrylic paintings. They are the most miraculous things (laughs) It is incredibly fun to do. You take um, a mixture of your acrylic paint. You put Floetrol in it. You put some silicone drops in it. And you mix your colors. You do a pouring. There are many different techniques. But the coolest part is after all the pouring is done, you get to watch what's called cells. And these cells start to emerge. They start to grow within the canvas from the silicone separating the paint from, from the other colors. And it is, it's such a therapeutic thing to do. Now, why am I sharing this? I'm sharing this because it's something that you can see. I know exactly what paint I'm using. I know what the mixture equivalation is of the Floetrol to the water, to the paint. I know the amount of silicone drops that I'm adding. I know the brands of all of these things. Each brand has the ingredient list on the back of it. However, now that Pfizer has released their coronavirus vaccine, we don't exactly know what's inside of it. Now, why am I saying that? Well, just like buying a brand of paint, instead of Pfizer listing that it's an apple barrel outdoor gloss indoor white paint number 20408E, they can just simply list the ingredient as paint. Now, we all know that different paint has different components and different ingredients depending on what brand you buy, where it's been manufactured. We know that some could even be deadly. There were paints that were manufactured that we used to use that were made with lead. Remember those days? 
Now, I don't know about you, but I would want to know every little thing that was going into my body as it relates to this vaccine. I've talked about this on this show before. Getting vaccinated for a virus is quite different than getting vaccinated for a disease. In managing a pediatric practice for nearly 14 years, I've learned a thing or two about injections and the things that go into the development and the contributions and the studies for these vaccines before they're ever released to the public. This morning, Pfizer released its own fact and myth list. And I want to share this with you. I'm going to read this straight from their website. This is important. It says, myth number one, the COVID-19 vaccine will stop you from contracting COVID-19. They're saying that's a myth. The fact, you can still contract COVID-19. However, the risk of serious disease and disease long-term sequela is almost 100% neutralized, which is the goal of any vaccine. So let's break that down for you. What they're saying here is that it doesn't matter if you get the vaccine or not. You're still going to get COVID-19. If you come into contact with somebody that has it, chances are you're still going to get COVID-19 despite getting the vaccine, which we've been misled up until the release of this so-called fact check. However, the risk of serious disease and disease Long-term sequela. For those of you who don't know, sequela means a condition which is a consequence of a previous disease or injury. Is 100%, almost 100% neutralized, which is the goal of any vaccine. So what they're saying here is that if you decide to get the COVID-19 vaccine, even if you still get the COVID-19 virus, If you have the vaccine inside of your body, then the risk of you developing a serious disease, let's say like pneumonia, which the statistics show that if you're over the age of 60, you're more likely to develop if you do contract COVID-19, just like you would if you were over the age of 60 and you should happen to get pneumonia because of contracting the influenza virus, then it's going to neutralize these serious diseases, and then the long-term effects of those serious diseases. This is not in any way even remotely similar. They're not even trying to compare this vaccine to the influenza vaccine, which is a little silly because they're both a virus. Instead, they're blatantly admitting that this vaccine will not help you in terms of not getting the virus, but... If you should be in one of those categories where you have a pre-existing health condition, you have a lower immune system, let's say that you are over the age of 60, then it's going to make sure, allegedly, it's going to, it says 100% neutralized, so that is the right terminology. It is going to make sure that you do not have any long-term effects from getting those diseases, having those problems thereafter. I shouldn't say diseases, from the, the virus giving you other ailments, like getting pneumonia because you got the virus. Now, what we don't know is what the long-term effects are. Now, I've been doing my own research, and I don't want you to take my word for this. I want you to stop this episode if you need to. I want you to remember to do this when you're done listening to this episode and do the research for yourself because this is important. This vaccine is unlike any vaccine that we have ever had before. Why is it so different? Well, not because COVID-19 is a new virus. There are many new viruses that come out on a regular basis, actually. But what makes this so different than what they call a conventional vaccine 
is the use of an MN, I'm sorry, mRNA, mRNA. So what is an mRNA? Essentially, the components of this vaccine, which it's still very blurry, right? The ingredient list still hasn't been released. We certainly won't know the, the brand or the components of the ingredients that are used in here. It would be like saying that we're using a, a particular chemical agent without knowing what the ingredients are in that chemical agent. And I think that's very important for us to understand. We don't, we will never know unless we are the ones making this vaccine exactly what has been put into this vaccine. But essentially... During the production, and again, this is all that I can really find because there's so much convoluted information, but this is coming from the Pfizer website. The mRNA is a genetically modified way for us to be able to have the the vaccine, the, the other components of the serum travel through our body. Now, what that means is that and this is there are other studies and other doctors that are coming forward to discuss this but essentially this could have the potential of altering our DNA so that it fits the narrative of COVID-19 that's really the easiest way to explain it now this could be an mnra from a monkey this could be an mnra from an alien <laughs> like we have no idea where this is coming from that's like the ingredient that i told you with the paint Okay, well, it's paint, but what's inside of that paint? And I think this is very important for us to consider and for us to just recognize and to be able to research on our own before we decide to put these chemicals, these things into our body, because we just don't know what it is. But most importantly, we don't know what the long-term effect is. Now, with the influenza virus, if you are getting it for the very first season, you do have two doses that you need to get. There's one dose that you get and then one a month later, and it's going to be something very similar with this COVID-19 vaccine. But my question, which still is left unanswered, is how could you say that potentially you could require all Americans to get this vaccine so that we can achieve what is now 75% herd immunity, and yet you're not talking about what happens next year during the next corona season? I don't know if you remember back in the end of the, I think it was the end of spring of 2020, they were talking about how shocking it was that patients were getting the coronavirus for the second time. And the reason why they were getting it for the second time is not because they they just didn't fully recover. No, instead what happened was that this, the sequence of the virus, the strains of the virus were starting to Um, manipulate. They were starting to change. And guess what? That's the exact same thing that happens with our influenza virus. That's why we have strains that are studied the year prior. And that's how we developed the how we develop the influenza vaccine for the years moving forward. That happens every single year. It's altered and changed depending on the pattern and the strains of the virus for the season previous. We're not talking about that. And I don't know why people aren't talking about what happens next year, next coronavirus season. Does that mean that they're going to want us to get this vaccine over and over and over again? And what's going to happen to us when we get vaccinated with so much unknown over and over and over again? I don't want to find out. That is my personal opinion. I have the freedom to be able to choose. Now, I'm going to give you a perfect example. Clint and I have been fortunate to travel the world. There are countries where we have been required to be vaccinated against diseases, not viruses, diseases before we are allowed entry into certain countries. 
Now, I can't imagine me deciding that I want to go and visit country X and country X saying, okay, you can come, but every year you're going to be required to get a different change in strain coronavirus vaccine. And that's where this is headed, ladies and gentlemen. That's a scary thing to think about. In our last episode, we talked about government control, but we need to start talking about individual control and our individual freedom and liberties that are being stripped away from us because people like us are are too afraid to speak up. We're too afraid to say what's right and what's wrong. We're too afraid to say no. In any other circumstance in life, it's okay for us to say no, but in this instance, There are people at the top. There are people who are probably in your own tribe. People maybe that go to your church, although you haven't been there because they're all fucking closed. People that you run into at the market and maybe you don't agree with one another. All that I want us to do in this time, I think this is critical, is for us to make sure that we're doing our own due diligence, doing our own research. And if you've done your own research and you deem it safe for you to get this vaccine, Get the vaccine. Just as if you want to wear a fucking mask, wear a fucking mask. How many times have you gone to a casino and there are people from Asian cultures who are accustomed to wearing masks because of how dirty their air is from where they once lived, that they go into a smoky casino and they were wearing a mask? I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about years past. Okay, we don't think anything of it. It's just another person wearing a mask. Who the fuck cares? But you shouldn't tell somebody who does not believe in those things that it's not okay for them to not wear a mask or to refuse them their rights as an American citizen because they're choosing not to wear a mask. This isn't about herd immunity. It never was. This is about governmental control. And I think it's important for us to all start to wake up and to realize that we have the right because we live in this amazing country. People have died. People have cried. People have lost loved ones. People have fought wars. People have gone without. People have made the most tremendous sacrifices for us to be able to say what I'm saying right now and for you to be able to do the same thing or for you to be able to disagree with me completely. And either way, that's okay. That's democracy. I know that as we go forward, we are in this together. And now more than ever, it is important for us to speak our voices, to speak our truths, and to seek out information that is valid. And to not just follow the herd into a social agenda because that's what they want us to do. I know that today, like every day, I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours. If you feel like shedding a little gratitude, I would highly appreciate it. If you would go down below, you would subscribe to the show and drop a review. I know that I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.